class is back in session. Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about four high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name is Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master. And as always, I'm joined by my friends, my students and my countrymen. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Well, well, yeah. technically, yeah. Andy's not your countryman, and yeah. I'm not your friend, <laughs> and I don't know who the student. <laughs> okay, Andy. Andy may be in Ireland, but she's still a countryman, just temporarily. <laughs> right. But yes. Country women. Thank you. Country woman. Also, thank you for defending the first part of that, and not that I wasn't your friend. Now we know where we stand, and I'm just glad it's out I, in the open. I accepted that fact yeah, a long time I, ago. <laughs> As long as it's yeah. we're being open and honest here, I think it exactly. will, it'll be good. Yeah, it's all about communication. Open communication between frenemies. The group needs to learn that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of frenemies, my name is Brandon Lindsay, and I play <laughs> Cecil McNamara. And uh, I don't know, as far maybe not frenemies, but enemies. Cecil doesn't have any enemies. Ugh. Cecil has a lot of friends. He uh, he tried to start like a little. Uh, like a little book club with some of his football friends and baseball friends, but they didn't really want to, you know, read. <laughs> yeah, because they were, you know, of course, but they were busy with practice and other homework, so they just didn't have time to fit in their schedule. Uh, like he tried to start a couple different group chats, but people just kind of faded out of this group chats. I've been there, but oh boy, yeah. Uh, but no, he's got he's got a lot of friends. Good for him, but no enemies. He is, uh, except for well. All of his enemies are dead. His enemies included Tanner. <laughs> so, uh, my name is Danielle Grisco, and I play Brian Tolkien. Um, Brian has many enemies. Chief among them are anyone who only learned to spell the word bananas because of Gwen Stefani. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> That's hyper specific, and I think we need context. <laughs> no context to be given. It just really rubs him the wrong way. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Banana drop him the wrong way. Brian's personal life is private. Okay. Okay. No, no, I feel like I've like sexualized a seventeen-year-old. That feels wrong. I don't like it. There has been so much of that in this podcast. Yeah, there's been too many. There's been too much of that. Yeah, you there, just are there's no about escape at this now. point. First of all, you're on the podcast, so by default, it's going to be. I don't know yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. Hello, my name is Jackson <laughs> Hounds. I play James Malden. James doesn't have. I don't believe James has any enemies. I don't. I don't know if he has friends either. Um, <laughs> there it is. Although I would say, and all right, cool. Thanks, everyone. You said it. No, um, no, it's just just that you you were starting to say that. And I'm like, I know exactly where this is going, and yep, there it is. Yeah, there's there, there's the stinger. But he he has made. I think he does feel uh, the closest with this group of people. Um, uh-huh. Certainly, as the journey's gone on. In terms of in school, I guess he has more acquaintances uh just in in classrooms and stuff but but other than that he doesn't doesn't really have any friends who would james say is his best friend in the group oh don't do that no 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 no, no. we're not doing this it's riley it's riley that's how the dm (laughs) look i think the dm is the good answer though because you know that's the person who can really fuck you over. Kisses. Yes, it's the smart answer. Well, I am so glad you asked. Uh, I'm Andy Dinehart, and I am the voice of Victoria Hightower. I have a whole list here of Victoria's enemies. Oh, it includes Reagan Daniels, Cammy Nguyen, Brett Michaels, Melissa Strandish, Valentina Garcia, Jacqueline DeMont, Mason Barnes, her sixth grade English teacher, the barista bitch, 
the ugly ass roid rats who cat called me at Muscle Beach while I was skating with my friends. Anyone who calls her Vicky and honestly, mom, at least most of the time. So <laughs> quick shout out to fantasy name generators for creating that list. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> Literally, when we first started, I was asking everybody like random questions of like, oh, what friends do you have in school? What enemies do you have in school? And Andy sent me that entire list of people. Yep. And I'm like, I don't know if she any has... of these people are ever going to be incorporated in the adventure, but it's good to have them. Yeah. <laughs> and my name's Riley Wesson. As I said, I am this campaign's dungeon master. Um, I don't really have enemies. That just that seems like such a strange thing to state as a real human being is like, oh, I have enemies. It's Aaron Tavay. <laughs> Aaron Tavay is his chief enemy. No. No. Aaron, if you're Aaron listening, Tavay. you're stealing <laughs> all of your Ryan's time is, roles. Your time has come, Aaron. Aaron. We're upset about it. We're coming for you. Well, no, it's perfect because now he's starting to age out of those roles. So it's perfect mm. that I can just slide in and start Aaron, taking them. Aaron, if you're listening, you're Stop. old. Aaron is not listening to this podcast. <laughs> also, hi, Aaron. Um, can we be friends? <laughs> yes. Also, I, I guess. Hey, Aaron, I, I loved your stint on Gossip Girl, and I'm a huge fan of all of you. <laughs> I actually so, really enjoy Lame Miz. Don't listen to all the haters. Last session on D Hall and Dragons, our heroes found themselves in the aftermath of their battle with the Bounty Hunter Guild. They quickly set about freeing Martha from her chains and attempted to install Trent as the new leader of the guild, before noticing that most of the members didn't have much respect for him, and instead opted to ask Val to take over, allowing her to both see the world and do some good with the ruffians that made up the guild. Having helped her realize her dream, the students saw a silvery smoke rise from her body and instill itself into them, a part of Val's essence becoming a part of their group and empowering them to go forward. With that done, they headed to Valencia's new office in search of information regarding the Hand, and after some searching found a document insinuating that an operative of hers had been dispatched to Bummerfield. In search of answers, Victoria and James went down to the newly renovated gym space of the guild and learned more about Bummerfield, while Brian and Cecil found some gold upstairs and Cecil grew four feet taller. With their business finished in Spiteful Field, the gang said their goodbyes to Val and headed off to their next destination. That night, they hatched an insane plot to get into the town and had some heart-to-heart -heart discussions, <laughs> slowly but surely opening up to one another. As they went to bed, Victoria had a chat with her sentient puppet buddy, Lil Gus, setting him on the dashboard to see the sunrise before drifting off to sleep. And that's where we join them now, as the sun crests through the front windshield and you guys all slowly wake up to greet the morning. Well, Victoria's already awake before everyone else. Victoria, as you woke up, mm. you saw little Gus kind of flopped over on the on the dashboard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's just kind of mm -hmm. sitting there looking out. Hope he's enjoying the, the sunrise. We'll just leave him hey, there. Hey, buddy, it was really pretty. Oh, no. It was real pretty. Mm -hmm. Glad you liked it. She just yeah. Thanks goes, for putting me out here. Sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, she goes back to whatever she's working oh, oh, on. Okay, are we going back? Are we going back in the backpack? No, 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 no. Like, you can hang out there oh. if you want. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd like that. Okay, yeah. Brian rolls over and went, I'm sorry, what did you say? <clears throat> uh, sorry, I was just, uh... Sorry, I just, I thought I heard you. What? 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 I was just... Sleep talking. You were sleep talking. Sleep talking. I was sleep talking. Sorry. <laughs> and she, like, rubs her eyes, does, like, a fake yawn. Uh, morning. <laughs> she goes back to what she's doing. <laughs> nice one, buddy. <clears throat> Thanks. What? Hmm? <laughs> what did you say? Uh, 
Spanx. I need to put on my Spanx under my dress. <laughs> and she, your, dre- your dress? Yeah, I, she wears a dress this entire time. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, yeah she's got this really... This really it's not like, what's happening in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Brian puts his eye fold back down and rolls over. <laughs> <sighs> Nailed it. She she doesn't say anything. She <laughs> acts like she's going. She thinks she, yeah to respond, but then she just turns slowly to little Gus and thumbs up. Uh, James rolls over and he gets up. You know he stretches and puts clothes on and kind of struck a little bit by the fact that oh yes I recall from last night that um, I'm gonna have to be a ringleader in <laughs> something. So struck by fear a little bit there for a moment, but then nods to Victoria and then goes to the front of the van and kind of just sits and relaxes in the driver's seat hey um victoria yeah when did we get what is that oh uh, on the dash uh remember when mr whipplepuff gave us a bunch of like little goodies oh yes okay i I guess that was (laughs) just something i just thought it was cute might put it on the dashboard to spruce the place up a bit give us like a little you know like hula dancer kind of esque thing Yeah. Right. Brian has decided that everyone is talking now and there's no way he's going back to sleep. So he takes his <laughs> his eye cover up and just kind of sighs and rolls over. He has he has a weird headache, um, probably because of all the crying. And um, so he, he just kind of is like stretching his neck and trying to work out the headache and is just kind of sitting on the edge of the bed. Brian, you OK? You uh, look like you're, uh, your yeah. eyes are squinting. Got like that. You got a weird. You got. You got a weird face. Um, I'm just a little stiff. I think sleeping in this van for a while has been impacting me. Need to do some stretches. Yeah, sure. Let's do some stretches. Bro. Okay. 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 Hop out of the van. Brian follows him out of the van. All right. All right. So we're just gonna do some like body weight kind of stuff. Okay. First off, we're gonna stretch. So put your put your feet shoulder length apart, like shoulder width apart. Brian does, but almost twists his ankle. <laughs> That's all right. You're a beginner. That's okay. We're gonna start out slow, and we're gonna we're gonna do some very easy motions. We're gonna get your range of motion working. We're gonna get the muscles loose. So you're gonna go ahead and pull your arm across. You're gonna put your other arm like loop it underneath. You're gonna pull. There you go. Feel that stretch. Hold As that, you're going through there. these stretches, because I'm not going, I'm not <laughs> going to let you role play for 15 minutes of stretching. As you're going through these, both of you roll a constitution check. <laughs> oh. Uh, 18. Two. Um, <laughs> Cecil, you are feeling good. You are you are stretched. You are limber. Brian, as as you're doing like one of the stretches where like you're trying to reach your toes and Cecil's kind of like giving you a bit of pressure, he goes a little bit too hard and uh, you, you pull a hamstring slightly. Um, you're going to have a minus one to any dexterity checks for the rest of the day. <laughs> Okay, okay. Cecil, you've got a plus one after your stretches, though. To, to dexterity <laughs> checks? To I dexterity plus, checks. I have a plus modifier you have to a positive dexterity to now? dexterity checks. I know, <gasps> insane. While they're out stretching, can I do another, like, tinker check to work on my shotgun? Yeah. Remind can I me? potentially... Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. go for it. Go for it. Well, I was going to I was gonna see if I could tend to Brian. I'm well versed in sports medicine, so I'm I'm able to, to to handle these kind of things. Sure, give me a medicine check and see if you can you can heal Brand. I'll say it's a I'll say a DC thirteen. 
that's going to be a 15. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brian, Cecil puts you through some kind of physical therapy motions and kind of gets the kinks worked out and you no longer have uh, this subtraction to your checks for the rest of the day. Sports medicine. It works. Physical therapy. If Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, PGA Tour. Brian NHL, turns around and starts that, walking away while he's listing things off. Did all that? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Andy, what'd you roll on your tinkering check? Thirteen. Yep, that just passes. You managed Great. to get some more rust chipped off of that trigger. James, is there anything you'd like to be doing this morning before you head off? I'm getting myself into the mindset of <laughs> having to perform. So you know, up there where I put my hat and stuff last night on the dash, I kind of am looking at it and putting it on my head again and looking at myself in the rearview mirror. I'm trying to psych mm-hmm. myself up. Um, very poorly, you know, not not well, but but you know, I'm I'm working at it. James, by the way, uh, if you wanted, I could still, I could do a spell that will like make you feel charismatic as fuck. I, as much as I'd like to feel charismatic as fuck, I think I am gonna just stick with my plan from last night. I bet it is in the back of my head. Trust me. Sure. Yeah. Just let me know. Uh. Do you want me to drive while you guys are... I mean, um... Okay, you know what? I felt the obvious unspoken tension whenever I said that, so someone else drive. <laughs> I mean, Cecil, aren't you, like, a junior? You're, like, 16, right? Yeah, but I got my learner's permit. Okay, so James is driving. James, <laughs> James to, to cut through all of the tension going on, turns the key in the ignition and starts <laughs> driving. <laughs> so James... Starts the car, and you guys take off. Looking at the map, you feel like, okay, following this river is going to eventually take you to Bummerfield. So as you're driving along, you see that trees start to become a bit more um, a bit more common. Uh, it's not exactly like a forest, but there are definitely bigger clumps of like woods as you are approaching this town. And as you get closer, the sky gets like a bit foggy almost. Things start to look just a bit more gray. On the outset, you can see like a few small farms that are outside. Uh, but then you see these 15 foot or so walls that uh, encapsulate this town. And um, the river flows into the town underneath one of the walls. Uh, but you see two kind of guard towers at the southern entrance, which is the way that you guys are entering. And you see these guard towers at the top that are on either side of the gate that is blocking the entrance into the town. Does it look like there's a a larger force of local guard? No, you can just see that there are, it looks like there are two watchmen up on the, the towers right now. Well, now would be a great time to turn into a bear. Okay. So I'm the manager, you're the bear, Brian's the clown, sad clown, and James is our ringleader. Yeah. Great. Cool. I'm going to get out and I'm going to go turn into a bear. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, before he gets out of the van, um, like strategically pulls on the sleeves of his sweatshirt so that they're extra long and he... When he walks around in his sad clown uniform, he's got like oh, the long so sleeves, kind of like dopey from Snow White. Oh. 
Victoria takes some dried flowers out of her bag and like puts them behind Brian's ear to just because they're like dead flowers to just add to the the sad. Jesus. Brian takes one of the flowers out of his hair and ties it to his hoodie string, so it's kind of like a sad bow tie. Great. So this insane <laughs> motley crew trudges their way up to the south entrance of Bummerfield. As you guys walk up, three kids and a bear uh, approach this gate. <laughs> That's my band Coming name. Coming to ABC three this fall. A- three kids and a bear. <laughs> so you guys walk up. God, I hate this game. You guys walk up and from up on the on the one guard tower, you see this kind of older, disgruntled looking man looking down. Oi! What 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 do you want? What do you lot want? Hi. Good morning. How are you today, sir? I'm all right. Are you trying to come into the town, into the city? Well, we are. See, we are actually a traveling band of circus performers. We have a dancing bear, a sad clown, and of course, our illustrious ringleader here. Uh, I'm the manager. And we just wanted to bring our performance here to you all. Give a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. Sure. 21. 21. Aye. You see this old man. He looks down. Oh, a traveling circus, eh? Oi! Oi, Andrew! Get a load of this lot! And you look across, and there's this young, uh, trembling man who peeks his head up over the other side. Oh! Oh, oh, it's a, a circus. Oh, wow. Um, what do you guys do exactly? I mean, unfortunately, we can't just let anybody come in. We kind of need to see your stuff before we kind of let you come into the town. Of course, that makes sense. A perusal of the goods. Just give us one little moment. Oh, great. And she goes over the group and, like, huddles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Cecil knows what he's doing. <laughs> I didn't think that's him. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Cecil, maybe don't speak. <laughs> Cecil, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. So, so, um, maybe we can do some cute little dancing between Brian and Cecil Bear. Sad clown. Sort of shtick. Okay. Um, and uh, you, as the ringleader, you could give a, a rousing miniature speech to, you know, get the get the crowd like going. You've read Hamlet, right? Victoria goes over and she fixes like your your hat and she fixes your little scarf <laughs> and she just like puts her hands on your shoulders, looks you straight in the eye and goes, all right, you've got this. And she's going to inspire you. Nice. So yeah, for the next 10 minutes... So you've got uh, you an extra D6 to add. D6, yeah. For 10 minutes, you can add it to any ability check, attack, or saving roll. Um, it's good that Victoria did that, because just before that, James felt the throw-up <laughs> rising closer and closer. Well, you you lot ready? Uh... <laughs> yeah, we... Yes, yes. Did that bear just talk to me? Talking dancing bear! We're full of surprises. Oh, wow. You see them kind of like peek their heads over the over the watchtower, just like put their chins on their on their hands and waiting <laughs> expectantly. Oh, God. Oh, 
Have either of you two ever seen a dancing bear and a dancing clown? Well, I've seen a dancing clown, but I've never seen a dancing bear before. Have you ever seen them dance with one another? <gasps> no. Well, you're about to, because as the Prince of Denmark once said, there are more things between heaven and earth than I dreamt of in our philosophy. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's a good line, that. The that's... dancing bear and the dancing clown. Wow. <laughs> Brian kind of, with his extra long sleeves, he's walking very much like Dopey from Snow White uh, and just kind of like waddling. And he waddles forward and then turns and looks at Cecil, the bear, and raises his eyebrows just as if to say, like, are you with me? Okay. Brian starts tapping his feet to an invisible beat and then in a more kind of dance-like fashion starts replicating the stretches that they did this morning. (laughs) (laughs) I take it all back. I love this game. Oh my god. But like with a little bit of a bounce to it. Alright. Both of you give me performance checks with with advantage. (laughs) <laughs> 17 that is a natural 20 for a total of 22 yeah i figured <laughs> so brian you you get into this routine you're like okay like i pulled my hamstring earlier but like you know what i've got it down now and meanwhile cecil is like going after it and you see he starts to like he starts to almost do like attack routine with it and then like goes into a robot and then James and Victoria, you guys just look and you see Cecil now doing the worm as a bear. (laughs) (laughs) Brian is suddenly, suddenly like into it and is so, this is the first time Brian's ever been impressed by Cecil. So in order to try and enjoy this moment of bonding, Brian puts his right shoulder on the floor and starts just like crawling around in a circle with his feet to try and replicate the only <laughs> the right dancing move. move he can think of. But it's very slow. <laughs> How are both of those guys looking? Are they are they amused? Are they enjoying it? Are they totally like At first they were like, okay, this is then the second the bear started doing the worm, like Andrew okay. almost okay. fell off of the guard tower in shock, and Ivan's jaw is just like <laughs> on the ground. And then to finish it up, they see Brian get down on his shoulder and try to run in a circle on the ground and just kind of like lose steam after one rotation. But then they kind of look at each other like, well, yeah, I mean, he he is the sad clown. That's kind of his shtick, you know? He doesn't like do a prop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes, it totally makes sense for the theme. It really drives the character home and really brings that characteristic out in him. Yeah, yeah. It's really meaningful. Is there anything else you guys want to do to finish up this performance? Um, Cecil Bear is gonna stand up and is gonna, like, kind of marionette Brian. Brian starts to do, like, a robotic version of the marionette. And then taking one paw underneath one of Brian's arms and the other paw scooping him up is gonna try and do a big old pirouette holding Brian about, like, 10 or 12 feet in the air. Brian is trying really, really hard to hold the form from Dirty Dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah. Cecil, I'm going to say give me a... I'm going to say give me a strength check. And uh, Brian, give me a performance check. Uh, 16. 
is 16 for me as well. Okay, yeah. It's a little bit wobbly, but the fact that you guys are like matched in perfect sync in this moment, you could swear you almost hear the time of my life playing in the background. As they're in that pose, so this morning Victoria got up early and she took some construction paper out of her bag and made a bunch of like ripped up confetti with it. Mm-hmm. So she has it in her pocket. She uses mage hand to fly that little handful out and then does behind their head <laughs> at the end and starts clapping. They, just, they immediately just burst into applause. Wow. Oh man, that that was that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that was absolutely lovely. Yeah, I think we're going to have to let you in after a performance like that. Wow. Yes, please come see us in your arts district. I'm sure we'll be at a pub there. <laughs> oh, boy, we can't wait. We'll have to... Brian high fives, James. <laughs> we'll have to look into it. Uh, and they go back down to the guard tower and they crank the uh, the gates open. And as they open, you guys kind of sweating a little bit and dusting yourselves off after a uh a thorough perform <laughs> thorough performance and you open it up and it's almost a shock at the difference from the outside to the inside because as you walk in it's this cobblestone laden city that just feels dreary just like there's a weight kind of as you walk into the town you see the town of Bummerfield Ooh, and they said it couldn't be done. And by they, I mean me, but I did make a hand-drawn map of Bummerfield. (laughs) Yes. Um, You drew this? I did draw this. That was really good. Yeah. Riley, Riley. Yeah. Riley, your talents are being wasted as a DM. You are clearly an artist. (laughs) Well, okay. Well, thank you. So you are coming in at the south entrance at the moment. You see, like, street lamps that are lining the the, um, the streets, duh. And you see this kind of fog that is permeating throughout most of the town. But as you come in and as you, as you walk a bit further in, you can see that it's not exactly fog. It's actually steam. And you can see pipes and such that are coming off the sides of buildings that are emitting steam every now and then. And you see the very occasional wagon riding by. The streets are pretty barren. You can see there's a wagon that passes by every now and then and the occasional pedestrian walking through the street. But as you see these people, they're typically wearing pretty dark colors and very much looking down and almost slouched a little bit. And this place feels very sad, (laughs) to say the least. Um, Would you say it's, it's kind of a bummer? You guys made this joke twice. I've named the town that. The joke is already there. I've already made the joke. It's fine. We get it, okay? Hey, listen. Don't fault a girl for trying to earn some luck points in a desperate way, okay? She does what she can. Yes. I'm not going to fault you for that, um, but I am going to say for that lovely performance that you all just put on, you all earned six luck points. Um, That was a lovely joint effort. Riley, I'll have you know, I wrote down in my notes that Bummersfield is steampunk as fuck. Yes, it absolutely is. <laughs> as you can see, it's a bit more modern than Spiteful Field was, um, but definitely not like contemporary modern. But yes, this kind of steampunk-ish vibe, sort of Victorian. But yes, yeah, so you are entering the south entrance and uh, you are coming down the road. Before we left, like, speaking distance from Andrew and Ivan, 
Thank you for being such a wonderful audience. We hope to see you again at our future performances. Could you just tell us really quick, since we are new to town, where the arts district might be? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you go up this street, take a left, cross the bridge, and pretty much keep going straight, Mm -hmm. that'll take you straight to West Village, to the arts district. Wonderful. Thank you so much. See you again. Thanks for the great show. She gives like a really awkward little bow and runs (laughs) off after the rest. Great, so they said we go across the bridge, take a left, and then go straight, and that should take us to the Arts District. Okay, I guess we do that then, right? Yeah. That was so great, you guys. That was, like, oh, that was so much better than I expected that to go. The sad clown thing was so great, Brian. You, like, really, like, just leaned into that. It was awesome. Cecil, wow, you can dance a lot better as a bear than yourself. (laughs) James! That was so great. Like, that was so confident. And I was getting, I was getting, like, greatest showman vibes. It was, it was so well done. I'm so proud of you guys. Brian just turns and looks at James and went, yeah, how much Hamlet do you know? James just kind of gives, like, a s- tiny smile inside of, <laughs> of his mouth. Brian just kind of looks at James and is very impressed and also so happy that somebody here knows Hamlet. And just kind of like shrugs his shoulders and just kind of turns away and also kind of has a smile on his face. Oh, oh, that's so pure. And then he puts his hood up. There it is. Cool. So, yeah. So you guys make your way into the town. Um, As you come to the first intersection, you see on your right, it goes down and then takes this kind of curve. But you can see this really ornate large building that's kind of up against the wall. Seems to have some statues in front of it uh, and some curtains that are kind of draping around the entrance. And uh, immediately in front of you and to the right, you can see another pretty large building. It looks a bit more modest, but it's about it's two stories. And you can see a few people coming in and out that seem to be carrying some books. To your left, as you turn, you see there seems to be a lot of businesses that are like not merchants, but like creating things. So it's it's a bit more of like a Smith district. Cecil Bear is gonna be sniffing around. He's gonna try and see what sense I take in as a as a bear. Okay, roll me a perception check. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. To your right, to that kind of bigger ornate building, it almost smells kind of like perfumes, nicer aromas than you would expect in a town like this. In just the square, you can smell a lot of the steam that's coming. The thing that immediately comes to my mind is like at Texas State, whenever we would walk over the vents that were like having steam come up, whatever that smell was, it smells like that. Um, So not great. And then to your left towards that Smith district, it smells like iron, that sort of salty smell. uh, And you can smell a lot of sweat too. You said there was one area where people were kind of coming from and they were all, like, carrying books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the building that's, uh, like, right ahead of you guys. Victoria just, like, naturally sees people with stacks of books and, like, starts to kind of head that direction. Brian grabs her by the arm real quick and says, Mm -hmm. Hi, we were supposed to go left after the entrance. Yeah, that's right. I mean, but we could, like, we could go exploring a little bit. I mean, this place is huge. We could, or we could go where we're supposed to go. Yeah, okay, maybe later. Brian just looks at Cecil and James and just goes, I mean, like, what are, what are we... I'd say we can <laughs> explore. 
I'd say we can probably explore later. We need to get... Sure, yeah. We need to get <laughs> Cecil in a place where he doesn't have to be the bear anymore. Wait, should we go find, like, an alleyway so you can change? We're going to the arts district. I yeah, feel I like we, we belong should. there. Oh, okay. Okay, very true. Sorry. Let's keep going. Don't be sorry. Just be better. And Brian turns to the left <laughs> and starts walking <laughs> on the path. dumbfounded person. That they previously agreed on. <laughs> So you guys make your way to the next turn, take a right, and you can see indeed there is a bridge that is crossing this sort of river. This building immediately to your left as you're heading towards the bridge, it seems to have like these really flashy fabrics and curtains that are kind of descending from the roof. Seems to be a pretty garish building and you can hear a Is it a brothel? You can't tell from out here. You can hear some some like muffled explosions from inside and you can hear some yelps every now and then it's a brothel is that cecil the bear yeah <laughs> 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 what boy? bear cecil knows brothels he fell down the well <laughs> as you continue across the bridge you come to another turn uh there seems to be so it's like the road turns to the left but straight ahead there is almost this yard it seems that is in front of this bigger building that's right off of the riverbank. From what you can tell, it seems to like it would probably be something like a city hall. You see lots of pillars um, and a, a pretty mute stone building. Uh, seems pretty official. And as you take a left, you see there is a pretty large inn, it appears. You can see there are some lights inside. You can see some beds here and there. And as you are walking further down the street to this next crossroads uh you you appear to be in like a residential district at this point it seems to be a bit bit of a nicer part of town so you continue down you go past this inn and you enter the bummerfields arts district uh, also known as west village and as you walk in the first thing that you see is this huge building in front of you and it uh, it has these kind of slanted rooftops that are really ornately designed. But really what you first notice is that it appears to have suffered severe fire damage. It looks like this building caught fire a very long time ago. It's still standing, but it is definitely in a state of disrepair. As you're looking at this building, you can see that this was probably once a theater. So that's the first thing that you notice in this uh, square and as you're coming in you can see on your left there is this kind of fenced in area but at the far end there appears to be a large barn that from what you can see through the door has been converted into a bar and there is a, a big banner across the entrance to this barn uh, and it says the bard yard and <gasps> on your right as you're getting closer to the theater and kind of getting into the center of this square you can see there is a fountain and it is a fountain with these three marble figures that appear to be kind of intertwined and almost like this frozen dance, it seems. Um, there's one that at the top is holding a piece of paper and uh, seems to be giving a speech almost. Below that, there is one that uh, has a brush outstretched and seems to be about to paint something. And at the bottom, there's one kneeling with a harp with its fingers almost frozen like it's in the middle of strumming the strings. And around this fountain, uh, you can see three more taverns, it appears. No signs outside of these. It's an arts district. There are going to be a lot of bars. <laughs> but the last building that you see 
in this square is up in the top hand corner that's like right up against the gate is this similarly built to the city hall lots of pillars kind of a stone working um but you see a sign out front that says museum of the arts wow well yeah i mean this 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 is gorgeous brian just keeps staring at the museum in the corner victoria is staring at the fountain are there any fish in the fountain are you gonna lick one cecil bear has been hankering for a salmon Roll a perception check. Am I sniffing? Am I using my sniffer? Sure. Yeah! <laughs> Aww. That's an eight. An eight? Um, You think you you might see like a shadow of a fish at the bottom of the fountain. Time to go swimming. Yeah, Cecil Bear <laughs> leaps into the fountain. Uh, no, 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 no. Cecil Bear's gonna get us kicked out. As you no, splash into this fountain... You realize that that was not the shadow of a fish at all. It was just a trick of the light. And there are no fish in this fountain, you idiot. Um, <gasps> but you do. But as you are jumping into the, as you are jumping into this fountain, there appears to be someone rounding the corner that is dressed similarly to the two guardsmen at the front. Hey, hey, what? <clears throat> is this your bear? <clears throat> Brian just starts doing the robot. <laughs> Roll a performance <laughs> check. So sorry. As Brian suddenly <laughs> starts doing that, Victoria's swatting at Cecil and trying to 19. pull him out. <laughs> Brian busts out into this robot, and this man is like dumbfounded. And go, wow, that was that was really good. <laughs> so, is this your bear? <laughs> at this point, Victoria's got her hands on like Cecil's jowls, and she's trying to like pull him out of the water. <laughs> good luck with that. A, Roll a, a contestant strength check. <laughs> No! Brandon, you roll an advantage. Why? Because he's a bear! He's a bear. God. That's incredible. What'd you roll? What'd you roll? Well, no, 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 you first. Twelve. Five. <laughs> yes! Yes! Wait a minute. So not only is Victoria the person that can pull someone off of a cliff, but she can also get a bear out of a fountain. Thank you very much. Yeah, you grab Cecil by the jowls and you see that he just looks yeah. so defeated at the fact that there are no fish in this fountain and you just <laughs> yank him out and he stumbles his way out. Wow. Why the heck is your bear in the fountain? He just got a little peckish and thought that maybe there was some fish in there. In a fountain? Brian shrugs and says, he's only trained to dance. We haven't trained him in other ways. Yeah, I mean, like, he's potty trained and he can dance, but that's about it. I would suggest that you train him in other ways then. Well, that's why we're here to raise funds for bear training. Cecil Bear flops onto his back and tries to give the biggest puppy dog face. <laughs> um, Brian, roll a deception check. 14. He said with advantage. Oh, with advantage. Oh, well, I'm glad that I did that again. Because it's a 20. <laughs> God. Um, and we are here to raise money for bear training. Uh, for our circus. That, uh, I, I mean, that seems like a pretty, a pretty noble cause. But please, I know you might not be from here, but this fountain is kind of important Ooh. to the people of Bummerfield. So I would suggest that you stay out of it, please. Oh, interesting. Oh, well, our, our bear does get mighty calm around stories, and I'm wondering if you could tell us more about this fountain. Uh, 
Trey elbows the bear. Stonies. Like, <laughs> as you guys are sitting down and kind of gathering around, you hear this voice from behind you guys. William, what are you doing over there? Oh my god. Oh, um, these newcomers were wanting to uh, know about the fountain. The, them and their bear. You guys turn and you see um, a stocky, brunette, kind of pale halfling woman walking out from the bard yard. Well, I mean, William here is not going to be able to tell you about the story of the fountain. I mean, if you're wanting to know, you would it probably be best to hear it from somebody who's actually pretty knowledgeable about it. Why don't you go back and keep guard at the tower, okay? And you can see that this isn't like a combative. This is very much just like kind of friendly jabbing. But William kind of rolls his eyes and all right, well, good luck. Uh, And he walks away. Thank you. Ah, Rena Harper, owner of the bard yard over there. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Hello. Uh, um, hi. Um, hi. we're here to raise money for bear training. Uh-huh. And we're also a circus. Yeah, we're a circus. You're a circus that is raising money for a bear training? He can dance and he's potty trained, so like he's okay indoors, but he also hopped into the fountain, so he has a lot of training to do. I mean, as much as I would love to have a circus around here and, you know, bring some joy around to this jewelry place, I mean, I'm not going to fault you if you're not. Well, we are. And Brian starts we... doing the robot. Uh, <laughs> and then he, he turns around and he tries to robot while moonwalking backwards. Oh my gosh. Roll a performance check at disadvantage. He's just going to pick up <laughs> Brian as he's moonwalking so that it looks <laughs> like he's floating. <laughs> Wait, do I get do I get advantage if the bear's making me float? No. <laughs> Eight. Uh, yeah, Brian, you moonwalk right back into the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> you you fall over and all your clown makeup washes off. No, it would just be like. Yeah, it it looks very <laughs> sad clown now. It's all running down your face. <laughs> Matchmaker and Mulan. Yeah, you can't tell because Brian's face is all wet, but he's crying. <laughs> oh. Cecil Bear picks up. Brian and just just holds him. <laughs> Brian uses the bear fur to wipe his face <laughs> clean. I have a makeup wipe for that. Ugh. Meanwhile, Rena is just kind of watching all of this with a <laughs> a very um confused look uh, as she is observing the insanity that's happening in front of her. Anyway, you were wanting to know about the fountain. Yep. Um. Yeah, we're totally new, so. If- you have any information you would mind sharing with us? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I guess you're not exactly a church-going folk, but uh, this is a fountain to the, the, the three patron deities of the arts. She points to the one at the top with the piece of paper, and she says, that's Kavita, god of language and poetry. Um, she points to the one in the middle with the paintbrush uh, and says, that's Elaine, the goddess of art and creativity. And down there at the bottom is Kavat, the god of music and dance. They were um, three of the the gods that split from the original, and um, they bless the various realms of the arts. And so we have our fountain here in the middle of our arts district to honor them. So, as I can see that you are definitely not a circus, what exactly is it that the three or... 
four of you are doing here. Four of you are doing here. Um, Brian hides his face in the bear fur. <laughs> yeah, we're we're obviously new here. We're kind of just gathering research and exploring, adventuring. We're adventurers with a shtick that got us into this state, the city. So, ah, okay. Well, um, I will say a welcome to Bummerfield. Uh, if you ever need to take a load off and relax, the barn yard over there is always open. Um, I would suggest uh, there's a few inns in town. If you've got the gold, you can stay here as long as you like. Um, I would suggest staying out of the fountain. She looks at Bear Cecil and Brian sitting on the edge, still pretty wet. Right down the street, there's a, there's a pretty nice inn that uh, you can stay at. I'd suggest probably staying in during the night. Things get a little little weird around here. What does that mean? Mm. I mean, we are new and we're kind of kids, so like you'd be protecting us by telling us what's up with <sighs> town. It's kind of hard to explain. I guess the best way to put it is uh, she looks over at the burnt theater. It's right across from the fountain. The The BM theater here burned down about 10 years ago. Unfortunately, it was... Uh, night of a big performance that was supposed to happen there and uh quite a few people passed in the fire um is your bear okay over there he seems to be he seems to be crying it's just a very sad moving story why haven't you rebuilt the theater uh well you didn't perform the scottish play did you <laughs> i was thinking phantom of the opera if it burned down brian's eyes are really wide I don't know about any Phantom of the Opera, but you could say that um, ever since then, there have been uh, some phantoms popping up here and there in the town. Um, I guess you Like could... singing Vikings? Uh, not, I, not that we've heard of yet. Um, it's a trope. <laughs> you're just so fucking happy. You're so fucking proud of yourself, are you? Um, no, she, she doesn't. I was like, it's a trope. She has no idea what the fuck I was talking no, about. No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Singing Viking ghosts. It's a. Where is that a trope? No, that's a trope. That's okay. a thing. Okay. <laughs> you said the you run the bard yard. Yes. Yep. Is it a place where we might be able to stay? Unfortunately, we don't really have rooms. It's mainly just a a bar establishment. Like I said, though, um, right down the street, there's the whole rest inn that is uh, a very lovely rest. establishment. <laughs> and who would we be looking for if we said Rena sent us? I don't know if um, my word's going to get you any money off, but um, the whole rest inn is run by Liv and Liz, two sisters. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I gotta get back. It's about to be a bit of a busy hour, but um, I guess I might see you guys around. Thank you, Rena. Sure thing. And uh, Rena turns and heads back over to the bard yard. All right, so where are we gonna stay? I have a feeling we're gonna stay at the whole rest inn. No, that's, that's where she told us to stay. Yeah, but she was nice and trustworthy. Brian is very confused by the phrase trustworthy. Am I still holding you, Brian? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just being held by Bear Cecil and like crossing my arms and just looking kind of grumpy. You didn't trust her? 
Well, no, I'm cold and wet. She offered me no towel or any kind of sympathy. She She criticized my dancing skills, and also she's a stranger that we have just met in a very sad town. You coming? Yeah. Well, and and then Brian just kind of looks at them and then looks back at Cecil and went, so so we're going with them then. Um, Brian is still in Bear Cecil's arms as we follow. They're around. like doing that awkward like <laughs> high school couple thing where the like the guy is standing behind the girl with his hands in her pockets yes, and they kind of like exactly. waddle. And <laughs> and as you're waddling down the street, you realize that an hour has now passed and Bear Cecil ceases to exist, and now it's just Cecil with his hands stuck down Brian's back <laughs> pockets. Damn, bro, you got a cake. Brian turns around to face Cecil and backhands him across the face. (laughs) (laughs) Roll, uh, roll to attack. It's a four. You're welcome. Four. No. Cecil manages to dodge back before your hand smacks him across the face. Sorry, uh, got up. That was disrespectful. I'm sorry. You have a very nice. That's my body, and I'm in charge of it. You have a toned gluteus maximus. Congrats. I wouldn't actively try and touch your butt. Brian tries to backhand him again. <laughs> it's a one? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, stop. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brian. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you swing and just stumble and fall to the ground. <laughs> so it's about three as you're walking up to the whole rest end, and it kind of stands out because it is a wooden structure in this cobblestone city, but it seems to have a, a warm light coming from inside, and you can... It smells like lunch is just kind of finishing up and you can smell some like stews and meats that are uh, coming from the other side. Stop it! Gosh! <laughs> is that what we hear when we walk up? Yeah, you, you see this stout dwarvish woman running out and chasing this stray cat that was inside and is chasing chasing this cat out with a broom. Says, Stay out of the kitchen! Stop it! Out of character, that was actually me yelling at my cat. So, yeah, I, I saw like, I, I love the blur the on bit, the though. door. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I liked it. Well, uh, howdy there. Um, can I can I help you? Hi, are you Liv or Liz? Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, Liv is uh, I'm uh, Liv Ripos. Nice to meet you, Liv. We are looking for a place to stay. Well, you have indeed found it. Uh, this is the whole rest inn, the finest uh, inn in all of Bummerfield. Is there a continental breakfast here? The last place we stayed had a continental breakfast, so... Yeah, that's true. What do you think we are? Of course we've got a continental breakfast. Okay, okay Brian walks in. <laughs> <laughs> and so you follow Liv inside. It's a You walk into a very spacious uh, main room. There's a fire roaring. The room right now is pretty sparse. There's like one or two people kind of sitting there nursing uh, mugs of ale or finishing up scraps of their lunch um, and you can see from what you can understand and what you know of fantasy worlds and such you see a tall slender elven woman standing behind the bar live rounds the counter and goes over to um, and grabs a, a pouch where you can tell probably keeps the money for the place um, so one four person room sure all right sounds good uh, and she takes 15 gold she hands you guys a small little key and she says it'll be the uh, third door upstairs on the right. Great. Awesome. Thanks. Victoria goes up to the bar mm-hmm. and sits down in front of 
the elven sister. <laughs> uh, yes, can can I help you? Hi, are you Liz? Uh, yes, I am. She extends a hand to go in for a handshake. Hi, uh, I'm Victoria. Nice to meet you. And nice to meet you. And she shakes her hand. I'm gonna cast friends. Okay. As I put on a little bit. How old would you say this woman is? Uh, she's probably she's probably like twenty seven. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's go. <clears throat> Hi. So, uh, you guys are sisters? Yes. Yes, we are. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. How long have you guys been running this place? We we opened this place up probably. What would you say? Uh, live probably. Oh, yeah, about 15 years ago. It's about 15 years wow. ago. Wow. Our parents opened it, and then we, we took over when they uh, unfortunately passed. But. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, that I appreciate it. That must have been it. really tough. Uh, well, you know, it, it was a while ago. It was... Cecil's going to step out for a brief second, and uh, then he's going to cast... Oh, no. Disguise Self. Oh, no. And uh, he's going to make himself look like... Oh no. Yeah, he's gonna make himself look like Tom Hiddleston. Okay. And he's gonna walk back in. And he's gonna very briskly just walk up to the bar. Uh, hi. Can I get a, a drink? Do I notice he's wearing an orange ascot? <laughs> he is not. You just saw Tom Hiddleston walk in. No! <laughs> That's only the animals. Only the animals wear the ascot. No! Uh, yes, yeah, sure, sure. What can I, uh, what can I get you? What's your favorite drink? Me, uh, I typically take a uh, firebolt on the rocks. Well, I'll have one of those. Sure, that'll be uh, that'll be two gold. Feel free to pour one for yourself. I'll take out five gold. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. She takes the five gold and uh, pockets it and pours two drinks. I raise it, and I try and lock eyes with her. She locks eyes with you. Take a slow sip. Uh, yeah, she she downs it as well. Uh, Cecil, roll a constitution check. Oh, boy. <laughs> 17. Wow, yeah. Yeah, you down it, and it's it burns, um, but you you hold it together impressively enough. Some strong stuff. Uh, I'd like to see what else you could do. I can make quite a few drinks. Uh, ma'am, is there anything you'd like to drink? Um, yeah, so... Firebolt sounds super interesting, um, but I was wondering if actually you had something a little bit stronger. Ooh, stronger, really? Let's see. I think there's a bottle of Meteor Swarm back there. It is pretty strong. It's about seven gold for a shot of it. Sure. She slides across seven gold. All right. She pours you a cup of this, um, or not a cup, a shot of this uh, golden liquid that seems to kind of pop with little crackles of energy here and there and slides it over to oh, you. That's so cool. I down it. Okay, roll a constitution check. 18. Ooh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, this this seems to kind of like almost prickle at your throat a little bit as it goes down, and you, the second you swallow it, you immediately start to feel a bit of a buzz, but uh, you manage to you manage to keep it together and you don't cough at all, uh, and she looks, she looks mildly impressed. Yeah, Victoria's used to the party scene. That was, that was delicious. I'm happy you enjoyed it. Both of you roll persuasion checks. I cast friends, so I have advantage. No, you do not. On charisma checks directed at one creature of your choice that isn't hostile towards you. Liz is an elf. 
Elves are immune to being charmed. No, shit, that's right. No. <laughs> I'm going to cast Guidance on myself as well. By the way, for casting Disguise Self, I rolled a 9 for the d20. And then I'm also casting Guidance. That's a 10. So, so yeah, not Persuasion, just a straight Charisma check. What did you roll, Victoria? A 13? 13, a 25. No! <laughs> um, she's kind of looking at between the two of you, and she kind of uh, brushes some of her hair behind her ear. Um, and she looks over at the uh, Tom Hiddleston, and she says, uh, "You uh, are you doing anything later? Um. As they're talking, Victoria walks over to Brian and James, and she casts Tasha's Hideous Laughter. <laughs> what, what save is that? What is it? It's just a wisdom of 10. That's a 21. That's yeah. a 21. Oh my everything. god. I Tom Hiddleston everything. is a genius. I, I start to laugh, and then I turn that into a very uh, charismatic little chuckle. <laughs> I'm like, you're, um, so, you're so funny. You're so funny, Liz. <gasps> well. Yeah, you know, I I try. What uh what else would you like to try? Well, um maybe you could uh show me later. Do you have an orange stone on you? I can link them up together. Victoria's the only one with the orange stone. She pulls it out of her pocket, looks at him and just goes, "You don't know that this is Cecil." Yeah, you don't know that this is Cecil. Oh, come as far on. as far as yes, you know, Tom you, you, as, you, as far you, as you know, Tom Hiddleston just walked, walked in. Back in. You didn't notice that you were no, at the bar. No, she totally knows it's Cecil. No. I'm gonna need you to roll an insight check. Yeah, you didn't. You you never rolled an insight check. You never said anything about. I will roll an insight check. I will. I'll do it. I'll do it. Also, also, Riley, I knew that that was an insight check. Uh, Danielle, I am so proud of you, Danielle. You know what? I knew it. Danielle, Give Danielle luck that, points. Give Danielle luck yeah, points. Danielle deserves some luck points for knowing that. I'm so proud. I'm such a proud <laughs> dungeon master. That's, so good. That's five luck points for Brian. Yay! That's a fifteen for an insight check. Um, roll a deception check, I guess, Brandon. I guess ro- roll roll a deception check with advantage. What? You don't He's know this man. Person. You don't know this man. <laughs> For all you know, Cecil walked it's out. It's Tom Hiddleston. She would know who Tom Hiddleston is. She knows that Tom Hiddleston is not going to be in this fantasy world. We'll see. Well, that's a natural fifteen and a, and a natural seventeen. So that's either a seventeen or a nineteen. Yeah, this is just a this is just what a ruggedly handsome know. man that walked in and started hitting no, on this woman not. at the bar. No, it, she knows better. She does she not. She does not. The dice no have way. dictated, Andy. You you do not know that this is Cecil. For all you know, Cecil is traipsing about town now as a bear. Fine. She's angry and she's gonna stump up the stairs with the key to the room. So uh so yeah, do you have a do you have an orange stone? We could uh meet up together after my shift. Uh I actually don't. I'm I'm new to town, so I'm uh don't have a lot on me. Oh well that's unfortunate. Maybe I'll see you around. No. I uh Hmm. Is there anything else I can do for you, strange mysterious man that has gone silent for ten <laughs> seconds across the bar from me? I think you've uh I think you've done a lot. I uh hold my hand out to to take her hand. Yeah, she reaches out and shakes it in return. And then I take her, take her hand and kiss her hand. Roll a dexterity check. <laughs> I have a plus one to that. You, yes, you do. <laughs> what, uh, I mean, okay, 14. Uh, it's a little awkward for a second, but you pull it off with that natural Tom Hiddleston charm. Yeah. Then I give her a little wink. Like, open the door, turn back, wink. And then I leave. <laughs> As this mysterious stranger walks out the door, she kind of giggles to herself behind the bar and 
continues cleaning. I'm going to sprint as fast as I can to the opposite door <laughs> that that I just came out of, drop this guy's self, and walk in as Cecil. But it's like, <laughs> I was watching this happen the whole time, right? I'm watching this Yeah, J- James and Brian watched this entire thing happen. Yeah, you know, obviously with watching intently, James being the observer that he is, Tom Hiddleston walks out of this door, and then Cecil walks in in the back door. James, make a, make a perception check. Cool as a cat. Like, nothing ever happened. Oh, uh, yeah, that's gonna be a 19. Yeah, looking through the windows, you could see that Cecil was, like, running and, and dropping the Tom Hiddleston <laughs> disguise as he crossed by the windows. Uh, Cecil. Yeah, hey, what's up, what's up? Uh, y'all get some food or something? Get some appetizers for the table? I can go get some appetizers for the table. Where's Victoria? Well played. However, I think maybe to be fair, maybe next time you should just try to get the number yourself. I mean, I guess I could. But I don't know if physically I could endure Victoria lording victory over me. I think that might be too much for me to physically... You know when Victoria, like, has that face that she does, where she's very, she just looks, she's very, you know? I think both of you need to be humbled in some way. You saw the way that she stormed (laughs) off after she lost. So it's important that you two be humbled. Those are just my two cents for the night, though. Still, well played. James walks up to the room. Victoria's up there. She's found a bed. She has a book out and she's like nose deep in it and like furiously flipping the page and like trying to read. Brian looks at James and went, this is your area of expertise and just kind of like nudges him towards Victoria. (laughs) Tom Hiddleston looking Uh asshole. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Oh, I'm just, I'm fine and dandy. How are you, James? Oh, I'm okay. Ugh, I'm sorry. That was really mean. You did nothing to deserve that. Um, ha, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Brian puts his hood up. Brian's hood was already up. <laughs> Brian sinks further into his hood. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that nobody's ever bested you in getting someone's number before? Um, Don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. No. People have definitely... Like, uh, bested me and getting someone's number before. Um, because they're all dudes asking out girls. And that's never really gone super well for me. So, um, yeah, no, they always uh, get the girl. So, it's whatever. Huh. And you see her kind of just like. She's been so frustrated that, like, water has welled up in her eyes, and, like, a couple fall, and she just wipes it away really quick. I think you'll get over it. I think maybe you'll be stronger from this. It's always good to be humbled sometimes. Brian sinks further into his hood and mutters something about the fact that James was not the right person for this job. (laughs) (laughs) I have been humbled plenty of times. Um, I guess I just wanted to prove to myself that maybe someone I found attractive would find me attractive. I don't know. Who's to say that she didn't find you attractive? Oh, well, she immediately went for the Tom Hiddleston-looking douchebag, so... Okay, so that was just the one time. Who says there can't be other times? Yeah. 
I don't know. Val seemed to have a liking to you. You thought so? I thought so. Uh, yeah. Like, like you actually think she liked me? Yeah, I think we all thought that. We all thought yeah, that, Yeah, I thought right? we all did. Yeah, we all thought that. Victoria, roll me a history check. Oh, all right. Your girl is good at history. 14. Okay, yeah. Looking back, as you were mentally replaying that um, that encounter back in your mind, you now realize that when you shook her hand and you cast friends on Liz, a kind of glint of recognition crossed her face. Like she almost knew that you were trying to cast a spell on her and that that may or may not have turned her off from you a little bit. All right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I probably shouldn't have tried like any funny business. So yeah. Humbling. Huh? I'll just be myself and maybe the right person will come along. Yeah, where did Cecil go? Oh shit, he's probably down there talking to her right now, isn't he? I think he's probably eating his face out right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you probably wouldn't have the guts to go up and talk to her. Like, she was so gorgeous. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to do that. Not as himself, maybe. Yeah, he'd probably... He, he wouldn't eat all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, thanks, James. Good night, Victoria. Good night. Good night. <laughs> it's four o'clock. It's four o'clock in the James evening. passes out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he just goes to his bed. <laughs> James emotionally drained from, from a day of performing and consoling his friends just passes out in the bed. Uh... So dinner? Always. Great. Let's go. Also, oh my god, okay, would you want to go, like, it hasn't gotten dark yet, and I know they said don't go after dark, but would you want to go back towards that whole, like, book district area? Oh, you and I are on totally different plans. I wanted to go scope out the haunted theater. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, that too. Uh, We can do both. We got a couple hours. Yeah? Great. Let's do it. James, hey, James! James! Brian, what? Brian's shaking him. <laughs> hey, I've got on. too much guilt on my shoulders. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Brian goes, okay. And <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna go check out the haunted theater and I guess find some books and stuff. Do you want to come? Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> James props up from his the quickest Great. nap in the history. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So yeah, you guys make your way downstairs and you see Cecil um snacking on uh Cecil Cecil's eating uh whatever version of chips and queso is available. Yeah, it's yeah, Liv specifically told you that uh dinner was at 7, but they managed to scrounge out a few leftovers from lunch. Uh so Cecil Cecil is eating like chips with just raw cheese kind of sprinkled over the top. They just couldn't really heat it up or anything. <laughs> um and he's a uh, he, he's probably annoying the shit out of liz trying to explain why like why he was not on the baseball team while also trying to <laughs> explain like what baseball is explaining that he's like a, a talented athlete but like it's just it what the the you know there was another guy who was a lot taller so it just makes more sense for him to and liz is completely ignoring you and then completely uninterested in whatever it is you're talking about at the moment oh hey guys want some chips Yes, Brian grabs a handful of chips and shoves them in his mouth. <laughs> Victoria, want some chips? Yeah. Where were you? <clears throat> Nowhere. I, uh... Inside check. Yeah, roll a deception check and an inside check. 
Uh, that's a four. Yes, 14. Yeah, you can see Cecil's face is a little flush and his hair is a little a little bit mussed up at the moment. Hey, so we're going to go check out like the haunted theater and we're going to go book shopping. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait, real quick, mm, because I totally failed. Mm-hmm. Have you have you tried hitting on either of the sisters? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I've got you like... Yeah, how'd that go? Well, I mean, because you had, you had Val, so yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> oh, oh, so you're admitting that Val liked me and not you. I mean, she probably liked us both, but I feel like she probably had the hots for you more. Like, yeah, she did. Yeah. She totally did. She just leans back with her arms crossed. <laughs> She's just like, yeah. <laughs> no, but I definitely turned into Loki, so, you know. We're tied. <laughs> what? James sprints out of the tab. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, class is dismissed. Oh, no! What? No! <laughs> Hall and Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, Jackson Pounds as James Malden, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of The Hall and Dragons. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see a review from you. Let us know what you're thinking about the show. We love making it. We hope you love listening to it. If you really enjoyed it, please tell a friend. Share it with as many people as you know. We really want to try and get this podcast out to more people. You letting your friends know is going to do just that. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans of Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is done by the super, super, super talented Carlina Alvarez. Link to her stuff is in the description as well. Please check it out. You will not regret it. Until next time, study groups. I mean, if you're getting ready for an exam, get some friends together. Get some snacks. Get some lo-fi hip-hop beats to chill and study to. And study that session out together. It's simple D&D rules. It's better to go with the party than with that one. Thanks again. We'll see you next session. It's okay. We're going to start off with Victoria absolutely beating the shit out of Cecil. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I'm pumped. That's what I've been waiting for my whole life.